Voice of the Black and Amber. Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. Tars World of Gilly Games. Hello and welcome to the TC Tires World of Gaelic Games on Monday the 13th of December. Thanks to Frank Tyne for an excellent edition of Kilkenny today. Great to have Frank back on the airways. And the show will run for the rest of the week between 5pm and 6pm, giving great insights and interviews about what is going on and coming up around the county. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be looking back at all the weekend's hurling action with Nicky Brennan, Barry Henriquez and hopefully Tony Considine as well as all the camogie action with Aoife Lanigan. If you'd like to get in touch with us, text us in on our taxback.com line of 86 353 or you can phone us in on 56 and we'd be delighted to hear from you. Good evening, Nicky. Hi, Kieran, how are you? Barry's gone here while on us again there. So. Ah, he's just gone off to seek and when you raise Tony Constantine, uh, uh, Barry knows Tony very well. Well, Tony knows us all. But he had a fantastic uh, win with Kilmalik at the week at the weekend. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll tap him in later on here now. So. Yeah. And um Nicky, you're in you're a busy man the weekend, but we'll start off with the uh, proceedings yesterday in Tullamore. Yeah, well as it turns out I ended up with the two matches with the extra time, so I was staying longer than I had actually planned for. And uh, in both cases, both Kilkenny teams uh, were, were got out of jail no question about it I mean in Tullamore yesterday for 15 minutes at the start it was all the Shamrocks they were very dominant it looks like uh, Reiners and uh, talking to a lot of Offaly people beforehand they weren't giving Reiners any chance so um, after 15 minutes you could see well we know where they're coming from here and then suddenly things changed they got more into the game then Joey Cuddy got sent off for an, for an incident on the sideline now I didn't personally see it myself because I was scribbling notes at the time but it was for contact with the head in some way or another. And Richie Reid before that was lording at the centre-back. There was nobody near him. But when Joey got sent off, Reiners were able to afford to uh, put a person on him. And there wasn't as much free ball around there. And they came into the game. And, you know, there's no question about it. I mean, they, they, they held their own. You said the Shamrocks will surely come back and come back. But they were, they were struggling to come back. And at the end of the day, it was uh, typical Shamrocks, the uh, 65. Now, the 65 was badly conceded by Reiners because it was a ball that they could have actually picked up and cleared. Mm. But the cornerback was, or one of the defenders was so desperate to get rid of it, he put it over the sideline. Uh, now, admittedly, there was a Shamrocks player not too far away, but it was an easy enough ball for the defender to control. But put the ball over the sideline, Richie Reid takes it, lands it in around the goal. There must have been 20 players around in a heap. Owen Cody got the hurley to the ball somewhere or another. The only reason we knew he got the goal was that they were all clapped up on the back coming out. So we have to we know now he did get the goal. And sure there was only one goal team going to win it next time after that. But it was um look at it wasn't the Chamrocks then last step in Shefflin during the game with a kind of a leg tie injury and Colin Fenley with a shoulder injury. Now they'll clearly need them back next um, Sunday against Clock uh, Balakala because they won't have Joy Cody. Yeah. And um but Darren Mullen did come on in uh, late in the game now, and, and he played quite well now. I mean, he looked like a guy could have started the match, but then, uh, you know, I'm only looking at it from the benefit of the stand and that. Yeah. But they're not playing with the same fluency, and not for the first time that Joey Holden saved the days on many occasions. Jeez, he's outstanding. He, he's really hurling well this year. Yes. Like I, if you were to go back through the Ballyhale team over the last 10 years, he's just been the most consistent hurler around. Oh, there's no all, question about that. There's no question about yeah. that. I mean, even again, uh, Mount Leinster Rangers, if John Nolan had to score the goal when he was set up by Chris Nolan, which he should have scored now, it was a bad miss, 
could have brought it back to a point and uh, Mount Glen Serenis would have had the wind who knows but in the end it was Joey Holden was keeping the, the ship afloat now Fiorellas played very well that day too but yesterday he was constantly on the ball yeah. and throughout the game he was the most consistent player for the Shamrocks and was their best player overall Look at Rhinos were very were obviously disappointed. They they almost had a, a huge scalp and it would have been a very unique Leinster Club final between an Offley team and a Leash team. It was very close to it. And look, James O'Connor after the match and I'm not sure you think he might go on to play there now, yeah. He will he was um he was very relieved and uh, and thought their goose was cooked as did Joey Holden. Yeah, and if both those teams had to get to the final, like you might have to have change the jerseys, wouldn't they? And the both are St. Rainer's ones. Yeah, they are actually. They are. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to. I have to say, though, to be honest about it, I don't understand the logic of bringing the final to Croke Park. To be honest about it, I mean, you have Balakala up the road, and uh, and uh, Shamrocks barely down the road. No, they could have easily played that match in Carlo yeah. next 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 Sunday. I don't understand the the logic in going to Croke Park with the game. Now that's not. I know it could be a great occasion for the Clock Palacalla lads, and indeed the Shamrocks lads as well. I mean, I know they've played there before, but I honestly don't understand the logic of that. I don't know, Barry, do you have a view on that? Yeah, yeah. When if you're talking about the geography, of the thing and the logic of the thing and what have you, I suppose it was an ideal place. But how good are these? Uh, how good are these uh, provincial uh, venues? Now I looked at matches. Yes, all all over the whole weekend. Now uh, Dungarvan was disgraceful, considering that Porky Keeve was available. Um, Limerick was worse. Because I thought the surface of Limerick was terrible, and that's a major pitch. That's a major venue. At the end of the day, the clan, the the chances are that we're not going to get any summer weather between here and said the the provincial finals for sure. Okay, it's a great it's a great occasion. The one thing about Croke Park is it guarantees a good surface and a good and a, and, and a senior interprovincial club championship deserves a good surface. Where's the best surface in the country? Croke Park, and. Uh, it's a great occasion too, and as Nicky rightly said there, the Clough Balacala lads, they won't, they travel, if the best pitch in the world, wherever the best pitch in the world is, they'd go to it, you know, it's as simple as that. But the players deserve it, but they certainly didn't deserve the conditions that they were hurling in yesterday. And I'm afraid, I'm afraid, uh, in criticism of, 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 of the powers that be, I still think that the interest in the, this all this hype about the grassroots, the grassroots, the grassroots, I think the whole, that whole uh, dictate, dictate or dictat is, is being slowly but surely diminished. Yeah, just just on Ballyhale, Barry, it's their 15th successive win in a Leinster Championship, provincial championships. Like mm. the last time they were beaten was 2012 by Aulart de Bala. Like yep. it's just incredible. Run incredible. Yeah, yeah. And you wonder where they come from, or why? Why can't somebody else? Why can't there be another Ballyhale Shamrocks anywhere? And you wonder what is it in the water? Is it? It's, it's obviously something has something got to do with their DNA. You know, because I mean, they're not all that successful at underage level to be able to produce all these teams good, good, good. Is it the fact that they're playing with great hurlers and they're coming up the line mixing in with great hurlers? You know, I don't know. Have you an opinion on that thing? Why, why, why are Ballyhale so good? I know years ago, Kevin Finley, God be good to him, the daddy of Maul, 
uh, was a great, great friend of mine. And I remember one night after a county board meeting over under the old stand in Olin Park, and I said, Kevin, why, geez, you're, you're winning everything. You know, this is at the height of their power, the zenith of their power. And I said, Kevin, how, how you're winning everything, you know? And he said, Jesus, ah, Barry, he said, listen, he said, it's awful easy. He says, when you have seven of them, eight now with the one truck. I mean, but I mean that's probably it. They just and when you to, look at the they DNA, have very good hurlers. They just have very good hurlers. And if you look at them, there's well, where to get them. Nicky? But there are connections there. You know, when you go down through the team, okay, Joey Holden. Um, there was Holden's there in the past. I mean, Shefflin. That name keeps cropping up there. Owen Cody. The, the, your goalkeeper. Mason. There's lines there. When when you see a lot, of, uh, list yeah. a lot of the players that, yeah. are, that are down on the team, mm. and then you see that rubs off on some of the rest of them. They're able to rise their game, sure. and they're playing in good company, and that will improve your game but why aren't the winners senior or minor championships but their focus uh, Ballyhale's focus is getting everyone to 21 get as many players yeah. as they can up That's to under 21 grade Pat always tells the story yeah, here, take your point you know point. about I'm not too sure who it was that said it to him that they're not too bad now, he says, but they'll make a great 21 team. And that's their focus, yeah. to get as many yeah. lads as possible up. We have a text in from Jim Rohn. Hello, lads. Can I say congratulations to Ballyhale Shamrocks panel and the Moonkind panel on winning their semi-finals at the weekend. And that's from Jim Rohn. Great to hear from you, Jim, and so say all of us. Um, the other game then, Nicky, before we play the interviews here, you were at the Moonkind game that went extra time against Tower Rocks. It was a replica, in many respects, Kiran. Uh, I mean, the basically... Um, I thought Moonkind were going to win the match for long periods, but these other lads came back, they rejigged the team. They put in the wing forward, Conor Devitt, I think, who was played for Wexford in full forward. He was causing a handful. A lot of caused a real ha- handful for the full back line, good at catching the ball. They'd play a fair bit of football in the, with those lads, and their ability to field the ball was excellent now. But they certainly made it very difficult, and uh, when the corner forward got a point in, uh, in injury time, you know, you thought Moonkind's troubles were, were, were gone. And the, when the ball went down the field again, it was one of the subs actually got it they still controlled the ball they still had control of the ball and all he had to do was he was facing towards his own goal if he had to tap the ball back to the goalkeeper but he turned and swung the ball left over his shoulder straight out into a total blank space and the only person there was Killian Hogan now he wasn't going to miss from that no. distance and uh, again like Tullamore yesterday once it went to extra time there was only one winner yeah, but, 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 but Moonkine got out of jail big big time I have to say I'm not even sure where the referee got all the time he played to be honest about it and again it was they were the better hurlers of mankind they were the better hurling team but the other guys were physically and, um, and physical and strong and physical in a good sense and they, they, they kind of wore down mankind a fair bit now you know but, uh, but skill told in the end I mean um, uh, um, Adam Croke got two great goals in, towards the end of the game so the, the six point margin at the end was probably a bit, a bit flattering and harsh on Tara Rocks but they missed a big scalp they now play Shamrocks of Offaly in the final and um, I reckon Shamrocks of Offaly wouldn't be anything compared to uh, to Tower Rocks I think we saw the Leinster final in, in St. Patrick's Park in Escorty Yeah Shamrocks they're a good football club as well they're a dual they club do, they're a they? dual club yeah, 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 yeah. And I was asking some of them in Offaly yesterday now up there and they, they wouldn't really have rated them they beat Maynooth who wouldn't be seen as a very strong hurling stronghold in Kildare despite the fact that what Nias would have done you know Yeah um, Barry just on our other team that was playing in the provincial championships at the weekend Glenmore a disappointing end to their championship oh you can write it down in space disappointing is the word it's not the word uh, the, the word no match no match for no. Nice uh, Nice were very good hurlers 
uh, they could move the ball their first touch was good very efficient on the ball very careful with the ball did the right things at the right time uh, but the physicality of the Nace team was unbelievable you add in good hurling to that mix in the pot then you have a real good chance of winning and they had a good chance from, uh, uh, Glenmore led from the first point after 55 seconds Ian Burns got the first point after 55 seconds they never led after that they never led after that. It took them, it took them twenty one minutes, mm. twenty three minutes to get their first point from play. Yeah. It took them forty seven minutes, according to Richie's Richie Powers uh, notes beside me. It took them forty seven minutes for at the any one of the starting six forwards to get a score. That tells its own story. Physicality uh, absolutely was the big dividing factor there. What Glenmore needed on Saturday was a couple of lads, t- hard boys, hard boys, to meet some of these to meet some of these uh, nice lads coming out as they charged out with the ball. I mean, Glenmore lads just melted in front of them. What they needed was a couple of hardy boys to go, give away the freeze, give away the freeze, put them back on their arses and have them thinking the next time they were going to come. That's what you need. Glenmore didn't have them. They were beaten on every... Like, the, 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 uh, the, the wind didn't do justice didn't do justice to this. They were that no, good. Far superior, They'll take some they? beating. Oh, they will, yeah. They'll take and some beating. Barry, the game reminded me of was what um, Glenmore did to Thomastown in the park Correct. here for the first half. Correct. But it just, it was the opposite there on Saturday. Yeah, for, but like, for that lead was into a false. I was waffling here the other, on Friday night about, I think Glenmore, I was going to do a Glenmore, a Glenmore, uh, Pally Gunner double. Someone who wanted to change my tablets for me because, you know, I thought Glenmore were sure things to win the All-Ireland. I yeah. thought they were shorty based on their form in the Kilkenny Championship. Yeah, yeah. I would have thought the same. Now. That was misleading. Now Nace played I'll get Glen Bryan yeah. from Wexford. And in the other, in the Munster final where you, it's going to be Kilmiley and Corsi Roberts. So it's going to be very interesting there now. That'll be an interesting final as well now. Myler will have <coughs> Kilmiley lads well lined up now for Corsi Roberts, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. And um, Nicky, we spoke about last week about Nace, but do you think hurling in Ryan A, they're hurling at that high level in the Kilkenny underage grades and when they could have up to get Maul into that intermediate, I know they're a senior club in Kildare, but it has to stand to him hurling at that higher level it, in Kilkenny. It does, it does because the other the couple of things it does, Kieran, it actually instills a, a real interest in hurling because they're obviously competing there with hurling in football. Now, last Saturday, there was two of the starting 15, I think I'm right here, Barry, yeah. two of the starting 15 are on the Kildare around the, the, the NAS football team as well. That's in the Leinster final or their semi-final or whatever it is. Yes, so yeah. so um, the, 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 there's not too much of a lap over, an overlap. So when it comes to these lads playing hurling, I remember talking to the, the, the lads involved with NAS down here and I interviewed them about that. And they're very, very appreciative of the way Kilkenny look after them down here. And they go out, and out of their way now to drive out, to get out of NAS maybe at four o'clock on a midweek day to go down and play a match down in Moonkine or... Lachlan's or James Stevens or whatever the hell it is they, they don't ask questions they take the fixture and they get on with it and they play what they have and they find that that's helping the players to instill a bigger interest in hurling they're playing at a higher level and look, when they get to a league final uh, you weren't at the league final with the Borough this year I was in that, yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was a close enough call mm. now I mean in fairness only for Harry Shine towards the end of that match who opened up a bit it was tight enough and had the Nacelads taken all the chances that came their way you know they might have got one over on the borough but it just edged it now to be fair but it was a tight enough game and you know when you leave Kilkenny that day and I heard there were I know there were thrill 
come down to Nolan Park, playing it in Nolan Park, playing in front of a very decent crowd as well. And being, they would never do that in anywhere in Kildare because there wouldn't be 20 at a match, to be honest about it. But to get what they got down here, that is bringing them on big times. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the man who was speaking to last or two weekends ago in Punchestown, he said they might be looking for sponsorship of the petrol station in Tin Rayland, he said, because they were making so many trips to Kilkenny and what they were spending, and that's where they used congregate going. Oh, of home, course, yeah, you yeah. Know, but, um, no, they're a great club and a credit to them, and they have players involved as well with Fitzgibbon Cup as well, so plenty of players to look out for. Okay, we'll play Joey Holden's interview and Jimmy Marr here from the weekend's action. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. Joey Holland, you were still pulling the ball out of the air there at the very end. This was a tight call in one respect, and the final score probably was not fair on Reynolds. No, absolutely not. No, we, we got a goal at the end, a lucky goal, scrappy goal. But listen, we need a bit of luck going along the way. But listen, Reynolds are champions of Offaly for three years in a row now, so they've been through the mill. They, they give it everything, and they're a very proud parish and represent their blue and gold very well, just like we do. So we were under no illusions coming up here, and that's what we got a serious tough battle. Coming to the end of normal time, did you think it was gone in you? Yeah. Torch was gone. I said this is last chance saloon, and I couldn't believe it going in. Going go, I was asking him there. He said he hit the ball, but he just seen lads jump, and he didn't know where it was. So, listen, it was a lucky goal, but you need them sort of things. But as typical Shamrocks, you do have great belief. Keep it going to the end. Yeah, I said you. Ne- I suppose you can never panic. Just keep going to the end and keep throwing it, throwing everything at it. And some days it'll pay off. Some days it won't, and we're, we're well aware of that. But listen, it paid off today, and we drove on then during next time. Well, you announced your retirement from Kilkenny, and that might have said not Croke Park anymore. But you're now going back to Croke Park, and a place that has uh, maybe mixed emotions but lead- your leadership will be important there next weekend ah, hopefully yeah but for Ballycoller in the same line they'll be both going up there to try and make it a nice run into Christmas but listen it's great to go back there um, especially bringing the Ballyhale jersey and, the, and your families and people at Ballyhale up to there for a nice day out but hopefully we can crown it off next Sunday where are you g- getting these performances from Joe you just seem to just keep the whole thing going you were just tremendous throughout the game there by a distance the best player in the field I don't know about that now but listen there's great lads around me and you can trust them boys that if, if they miss a ball they'll, or I miss a ball they'll be there for me and the same if they miss a ball I try to be there for them so it's about a team it's not about one individual player and just try to do your best for the club and that's it well well done good luck weekend next weekend Joey thanks, thanks for talking much. to us Jimmy Marr that was a cracking match oh, Nicky uh, just thrilled to come out, come out of uh, Patrick's Park here in Escort today with, a, with the win you know that could have went either way um, I suppose we started sluggishly uh, 5-1 down and we I suppose had to rejig things a small bit playing against Strong Breeze and uh, look guys showed hu- huge character uh, went 8 points up but credit to Tara Rocks uh, they came back they went to point up and uh, you know it, it was it was looking dodgy there near the end but you know, these group of players from Moonkind have been super all year and, and again they showed, uh, showed that they were a fantastic group of guys to work with and uh, showed massive character to get over the line very decent team Tara Rocks now and I mean at the end of the day maybe the lucky break with Killian Hogan a wayward defensive clearance that they needn't have done back to the goalies all they had to do with it that was it Nicky and if that was clear it was game over like you know number 22 just turned hit it over his shoulder Killian was there and the ball goes over the bar we go to extra time and we got the, the goal at the right time in extra time uh, with that bit of a breeze behind us you know but you always had a greater goal threat throughout the game uh, we did you know we, we, we'd, we'd seen Tara Rocks play uh, the, the first two games uh, against Arklow and against um, uh, last week against Clan Gail Fontenike and they put up huge scores 30 points plus uh, they were they were a really 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 impressive uh, team uh, sprinkled with some good forwards really solid at the back but we felt Nicky that the way they'd push up they'd give a space uh, 
at the full back line and uh, we probably you know we were lucky to be able to exploit that today you know yeah but uh, it certainly I'd say he probably used more subs in that match than he did in a lot of matches oh absolutely Nicky uh, I think we used um, the bones of uh, I, I, I would say we used a full complement to be honest now uh, don't know the official number we can use but uh, including extra nine I don't know what it is but yeah Nicky we, we, we went to the to the bottom of our panel today and, and uh, really uh, to a man everyone who came in you know they really roll up their sleeves now I know you don't play the final till January but you'll be hoping to have Paul Henry back I think he's needed there in defence uh, he is look he's a huge loss there Nicky you don't replace a guy like Paul Henry and Paul Henry has been a fantastic hurler from Munkine over the last few years been excellent for us at centre back so we'd be hoping to have him back yeah absolutely yeah, but you all just posed a greater scoring threat from goals and I think people like Adam Croke had a cracking game there today yeah the likes of Adam Kpa, um, you know re- very dangerous inside talk to two guys midfield where they break the line coming through and if you can create that bit of an overlap you know and and, and, and create an overlap and uh, from your half forward line to the likes of Martin O'Neill coming through you know they all create a, they all got a couple of really good goals today and they were the difference to keep the end, you know. Well, look, you're not going to be able to enjoy Christmas maybe the way you'd want to do it because you've a Lens final to play and hopefully go further afield after that. Oh, God, Nicky, look, you don't, you, like, you know yourself, right? Your own club were there a couple of years ago, Connie Shamrocks, like, like you know, what you wouldn't give to to, to, to be uh, heading to a Leinster final in uh, in January. It's it's fantastic and, we, you know, we look forward to it and we'll give the players off the Christmas and we'll get back cracking again uh, in January and looking forward to Leinster final against uh, Minute or, uh, I think it's Minute and Shamrocks of Offaly. Okay, thanks, James. Thanks, Nicky. And that was Joy Holden and James Marr, the Moonkine coach, Nicky, isn't it? Yeah. Um, right, Barry has kindly brought in a, a yearbook to raffle here for tonight, and we have a quiz question for you. So, to in, be in with a chance to win it, just answer this simple question. <laughs> Go on, you, you, you have the question, just Barry. Ask the, just ask the listeners, who's the best handballer in Kilkenny and why am I? There's going to be a few lads now who disagree with that, but... Right, um, to win it, Name out the player in Kilkenny. We'll we'll give you that hint that it's a Kilkenny player who has won an All Ireland Schools medal, a Fitzgibbon Cup medal, All Ireland Minor medal, All Ireland tw- Under Twenty One medal, All Ireland Senior medal, and an All Ireland Club Final medal. There's only one man we think it is, but if you get it, if someone gets it, we'll give away the yearbook. And if not, we'll roll it over till next week, and there might be two to raffle. Okay, join us after our break where we'll be talking. Come on, give it again. TC Tars World of Gaelic Games. And welcome back. We should be joined by Aoife Lanigan on the phone now. Good evening, Aoife. Good evening, Kieran. Aoife, um, just the two games the weekend in the Camogie. Um, first first of all, the, the a good win for Dixborough. Or sorry, there are four games and two games coming up this week. But uh, first of all, a brilliant win for Dixborough over James Stevens in the Minor A Championship final. Yeah, it, 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 at half time though it didn't look like Dixborough were going to do it um, but they really they really um, got going in the second half yeah it was I went I was over as with myself and uh, a great match um, in the conditions as you say like I know it was a dry day it was a little bit cold but you know, in the second half the wind kind of kind of blew up but uh, yeah great win for Dixborough when when you see the the Amy Clifford and um Kind of getting getting going and scoring scoring points and goals, and then um, Ross Kelly would have been on county under sixteen, and the same with Rachel Dowling, and then um, E. Feeling when like the, the the senior players for Dixborough when they when they got their their foot going right the, uh, in the second half, yeah, they completely took control. As I said, like uh, at half time, you you didn't know which way it was going to go. Um, it was one three to a piece at half time, and then. Um, 
Six were just completely took control, like coming up then to the second water break. It was 1-7 to 1-4 um, to Dixborough. Kind of, then Dixborough just kept them scoreless then for the rest of the game and Dixborough winning out then 3-8 to 1-4. Great win for him. Yeah, and no credit as well. If as you said to James Stevens, you know, um, really making inroads in in the Camogie grades. So yeah, it is, and especially that they they they, they had won the B last year, so it was great to straight straight away this year coming up into A and um, and going straight to a final, which is which was great to see. And um, yeah, great inroads that they've made, and they put it up to Dixborough for the first half, and kind of probably would say five minutes of the the second half, but then Dixborough just took complete control of it. And then, if then in the other minor B championship, um, all Auckland Gales two twelve, Barrow Rangers Blacks and Whites three seven. Yeah, very tight. Um, that was another game we didn't know what way it was going to go. Like Dixborough uh, winning one eight two points coming up to the uh, first water break, and then Blacks and Whites um, Barrow Rangers kind of came back and scored one two without reply. So it was kind of one eight to one four at half time, but. Um, Goal, goal coming there by um, Kate Furlong, their um, daughter of Colin Furlong. Um, so yeah, it's then second half. It was touch and go. You didn't know what, as I said, didn't know what way it was going to go. Yeah, but Rolakhan's coming out there on the right side with a one point win. Yeah, brilliant win for Rolakhan Gales. And then in the Gaeltech Under Twenty Two Rain C Championship, a big win for Fresh for their two eight over Moonkine four points. So the Moonkine run of momentum um, put put a stop to by Saint Lactons. Yeah, um, I was kind of a bit surprised when I saw that score because a lot of people would have said, nice as you said, the momentum like with Moonkind, a lot of people probably would have said, but for used to St. Lactans, they are building and getting stronger uh, over the, the last few years and coming up minor and now into 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 under-22 and hopefully it'll be a good omen for their, their senior team uh, next year. But yeah, Moonkind, kind of, I think at least eight or, eight or ten of their players were on the junior team. So, um, yeah, I'd say that's... The, the season of junior kind of got to kind of got probably could have got to Munkine and probably ran out of steam near the end then Yeah and the, the final game um, in the Rain A under 22 was Piltown 4-12 Conaghy 4-8 so a goal fest there and a four point win for Piltown Yeah a great win for Piltown and say that they're trying now that getting that as I said before with their, their two teams in, the, in senior and junior county finals a few weeks ago that they're now um, adamant that they're going to try and get something here now in the county final against Dixborough next weekend. So yeah, it's as you said, great scoring for on a, in, in a December in a December day. It's four twelve four eight. Great scoring. Yeah, absolutely brilliant scoring. And um, coming up this weekend, then Aoife, Sunday the nineteenth, as you just mentioned, there Piltown take on Dixborough. That's down for eleven a.m. Is the venue decided yet for that one? I haven't seen any venues. No, none. I don't think any of the venues are decided. Probably, probably won't decide until Wednesday. I'd say to kind of know, probably with the weather, kind of knowing what what other games, hurling games, and others, a few hurling under twenty one games on the weekend as well. So kind of to see hopefully what um, venues are available. Yeah, and then the second game then down for decision quarter past two. Clara versus Saint Lactans in the under sixteen B League Championship final. So. That yeah, that's a, that's a refixture from a few weeks ago mm. that was postponed due to a bereavement in Freshford. Yeah, that's actually last year's uh, uh, under sixteen B final, so that should be good, a good, a good, um, good, good match between the two guys, two teams. Like with it being under sixteen, some of those girls would be actually overage this year, if you know, but because it's last year's, they can stay, can kind of go back. So yes, 
you've a lot of girls say that they, they um, I'm short little you've got the two line twins for Clara and um, for Fresh Fred I'm not sure who they have oh yeah uh, Carmen Carmen Marr who's whose mum died so she's on that team she'd be in minor as well like so yeah it should be a good tussle between the two teams I can and let's know what to build on for for, for the next year exactly yeah so two two cracking games in in store for us this weekend Aoife and look it could be the last bit of action we get to see before Christmas so if you can if people can get out try get out and watch those games because it should be brilliant finals yeah and one I'm not sure if you know uh, the club senior uh, 2020 All-Ireland is in Nolan Park on Saturday okay. uh, between Sarsfields of Galway and Arlarkabella of Wexford or Art beating Thomastown then having a good win against um, Stuck Neil there yesterday in Ashburn um, so it should be a good match it's great to see that Club All-Ireland does come to Kilkenny but unfortunately it's it's points and that a Kilkenny team aren't in it there but it should be a, a good display of of um, with Galway the, you have the McGrath mm. which would have been on the, the Galway team that won their All-Ireland this year and then you've also then with with with, with you have the uh, Lacey uh, sisters and then Ursula Jacobs so should be should be a great match and around I'm not sure I haven't heard what time it is around as I think could be one half one but um, should be a great match yeah absolutely and thanks for raising that one too because it should be a brilliant game as you said and then we just got a fixture earlier today from Shane Cavanagh there from the Dixborough Club that January the 16th Dixborough take on St Jude's in Palmerstown so one to look forward to for Dixborough it should be, yeah, and uh, it, I, I think it's going to help Dixborough this year, like or uh, next year, because unfortunately, when you think of this, like uh, Thomastown, I know the game was pushed back, kind of uh, whatever month after from last year, but they're getting they're a game before the the final because Thomastown was straight to a final, and then you see Arlard had an extra game, and I think it's going to help Dixborough, and I think Dixborough more than likely will probably be, be in uh, Nolan Park on Saturday and kind of so out Owlert because that's the majority of the team they're going to be playing playing against them on the 16th of January so uh, yeah it should be a great great and especially the expert playing in Parmes- in Parmes- and that it should be a great turnout and um, yeah it's great to see him there Yeah most definitely and I suppose two weeks after Christmas as well plenty of time to get back to the show on the road and all that Yeah so and, and, and which is with St. Jude's, you don't know what they're, they're a good they're a good, good Dublin team like they Arlark beat them already they beat them in this year's um, Leinster semi-final so you don't know what was like and I say Dixborough uh, again to go that they, they want to go further from where they were the last time when they won county in 2019 they were um, beaten by St. Martin's down in Wexford in so yeah I think they're, they're strong enough and like, as I said we've moved on that mind there earlier on you look at senior players you've got any feeling you've got Amy Clifford and a lot of the other girls there from um, Asha Charity. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Asha's there. Yeah, she's captain. Yes, yes. Um, so, yeah, a lot of the players that are get their get their winter break now, but they're actually, when they're playing, actually, they're under 22 next week as well, so they're getting an extra game, so then they'll be training over Christmas as well, yeah. So, they're, I think they're strong enough to, to get to the to final anyway in, in January and continue on. And, you know, they, they've learned an awful lot from two years ago and then winning the county final then this year and to build on us again and go ahead and get to like a lot of people have said and they've said to me that uh, with the display that Dixborough gave in the kind of final and seeing their younger players now playing in the younger age groups then I think they're strong enough to go as far as the other and I think they are too yes and we look forward to that Aoife um, and is there are the Kilkenny senior team back in training or is there any news on that or what way is that going at the moment 
I haven't heard anything about it other than that I know that there's minor trials and under 16 trials after that I don't really know what I haven't heard about when teams are but I, I'd probably say they could be just probably just meeting up and just getting things right because uh, with things starting in February um, I'd say they probably are kind of back with the intermediates are back with them as well but I haven't heard anything for certain when they're back Thanks Aoife and um yeah, sure. If we we'll, we we'll look forward to next weekend then to see how those last two games, I suppose, of of the year unfold, and we look back at the the sen- the senior Camogie uh, club final as well. So plenty of exciting games to look forward to. And as always, thanks very much for joining us on Monday evenings. It's great to look back at the Camogie action and ahead to the games ahead. Okay, you're welcome, to I'll talk to you. Thanks, Aoife and that was Aoife Lanigan. And um, just some handball news as well from the weekend. The U.S. Nationals took place in Nashville and there was unfortunate uh, circumstances for Paul Brady. He was playing Killian Carroll from Cork in the final, an absolutely brilliant contest. Um, Paul Brady was down in the first game um, 13-6 and he went on an unbelievable run to lead 15-13. Then he kicked on again to lead 17-13 but Killian Carroll fought back to leave it 17-15 but Paul closed out the game to win 21-15 and one of the best exhibition handball I've ever saw just shot after shot just so consistent then Killing Carroll turned it around six, uh, beating Paul Brady 6-21 in the second one and then in the third unfortunately for Paul Brady it was four all and he went over on his ankle a serious ankle injury it looked like so a very disappointing end for Paul as he was heading for the record if he had to win that one beating Natty Alvarado's record so unfortunate end for Paul Brady but just a remarkable man at his age he was just given an absolute exhibition in that first game and in the semi-final Killian Carroll bet Martin Mulcairns of Galway 11-5 in the tiebreaker and that was an absolutely brilliant contest and as always the Irish players really just showing up the Americans over there at the moment and Killian, although Killian Carroll is li- living out of Boston and playing out of Boston he still is Irish player behind it all but a brilliant contest and fair play to the USHA all the games were broadcast on YouTube and I met Jim Delaney down in the Castle Park the weekend and he was tuned in as well so it was a chance for everyone to tune in and watch those games but uh, hopefully we won't see the end of Paul Brady a fascinating player throughout the years and uh, hopefully he will be back right we'll take our second break James after where we'll be look, talking more hurling TC Tars World of Gaelic Games and welcome back at a quarter to seven. Barry, you were just talking there off air about you were very impressed with Kilmallock the weekend. Absolutely. I thought they were brilliant uh, on, on, on their training. But what amazed me, lads, what amazed me was the, the, the quality of the Cork team. Middleton looked shocking. They looked amateurish. They looked like a junior team. And this is a Cork team. But then when you look back at the records, uh, a Cork team hasn't lifted the Munster Club Championship since 2009. It's, there's an awful lot, there's a lot of par- comparisons and parallels between the club hurling in Cork and the inter-county situation when you look it up, you know. And they've only lifted it twice. Newtown Shander was the last to lift it. And they've only lifted it twice in the last, I don't know, 10, 22 years. You know, Cork team. Does that say something, Nicky, about the quality, the quality of Cork hurling? But for Barry, it, it's, in, it's in keeping with the intercounty. You, you put your finger on it there. The performance of the club is replicating the intercounty or, or vice versa, whichever you want to look at it. And um, I mean, I thought Middleton might give a decent game, but now to Kilmallock. I didn't see the game because it was obviously in, in uh, Tomorrow. So for the reason but that, Nicky, that they're, they're a Cork team. 
Yeah, but I thought this crowd seemed to have you know, maybe something different. Or a country team versus a city team. I thought it might be a bit more of a bite on them. But, yeah, uh, yeah. but in fairness now, we can't get Constantine on the phone, so we'll have to park that for another yeah, day. Yeah. But um, it, it's not about it. He is on fire. He has a great way of raising passion in players. Oh, he has, yeah. He's a passionate guy. He's a passionate guy. But, like, her, you look at Kilmallock, lads, they're, they're a clone. And their hurling style is absolutely cloned from the Limerick style. They hunt impacts, they tackle impacts, they smother the opposition, and they they make an awful lot of them. They create space for themselves. There's great honesty between them. You know, they were brilliant. I thought they were brilliant. And they have a whole hand there and said they're half forward. Yeah, he's the son, son of the Mike, like. Mike, yeah, Mike, yeah. <laughs> the, the, he just flashed. He has a beautiful hurling style. But, like, Hegarty has a beautiful hurling style. You know, and they said easy. They're not, they're not struggling to hit it. This whole hand was brilliant. He got 11 points yesterday, you know, and they're t- terrific to watch him, you know. Yes, I um, thought they were great. And in the other semi final, then Bally Gunner and Lockmore. I thought the referee was disgraceful, Nicky. Did you see that? No, I didn't. I didn't oh, you were on the way. Yeah, on you the were way. back to, on the way back from Tullamore. What do you think of it, Kieran? Ah, look, the first red card. If, as I said to you, if that's a red card, we may burn our hurdles now. Oh, yeah, absolutely, burn the hurdles. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I couldn't see where the second one was. Now I can't work out, Nicky, what happened in that, or Kieran, what happened. Like, from a long way out, the referee was walking towards the square and his two arms were spread. And I said to myself, penalty. Penalty for what? Yeah, no, it was a soft penalty to start. Yeah. And then... But I couldn't understand why. Uh, and then how can he disallow the penalty? I think the, what I saw from it, Barry, was that John McGrath kind of just retaliated, but nothing spiteful or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, like, yeah. There was no way I didn't think it was a second yellow yeah. card. But the way the full-back Barry Cockham went down and rolled around, it looked as more severe than it was. But in fairness, John McGrath did go over and apologise afterwards or whatever. But um, I thought the penalty was soft, yeah, and in a small bit of a melee. And then the umpires obviously called in the rest. And there were two players on the ground kind of crawling along their hands and knees trying to catch up on a ball that was running away from Mm. them off the ground. Why why could it be allowed, Nick? Why could it be disallowed then, Nick? Well, Having a warning no, no, that, that, that he spread his arms. No, but if he, if, he, if he obviously discovered what happened, then he's entitled to that. That actually happened up in uh, Tullamore. Shamrocks lost a free in when the player kind of retaliated. And uh, it could have been a costly one at the time. Yeah. It was a hot ball and said the ref was it. Can make, you can change his decision well. once he found out. So there was not. Barry, that just to answer that question, it was 2004 was when Newtown Chandra won the last yeah, club yeah. I learned for Cork. Yeah. Yeah. 17 yeah. years ago. We're talking about a marquee hurling county, the biggest county in the country as well, mm. and the biggest hurling county in the country as well. Mm. You know, I mean. I, I don't know what's going wrong with Cork. I, I really don't. I, I was a great admirer of Cork. We all are. We all were. But lads, the one element of the Cork team recently, lads, I, I put it to you, the one element that has struck me as being very strange, an awful lot of left-handed, wrong-way-round hurlers on Cork teams. I've never seen it. I've never seen it before. Would you Would you agree with that, Dickie? There's a proliferation of left-handers and wrong way round, you know, right over left off the right side. Yeah, but I mean, I don't, I don't <coughs> necessarily say that's a bad thing in fairness. I yeah. mean, you're a hurler, it matter whether you hit it left or right or whatever. I yeah. mean, the bottom line is, is they're just not, uh, they don't seem to, Cork players don't seem to have the, the whole physicality or, or, or 
the, the whole work ethic that Skill some of the other teams have. Well, that's, that's, that's there as well. Well, I mean, Ben O'Connor was training Middleton, and his, uh, well, yeah. his style of play... Was with him, wasn't yeah, Gerald was there as well. But his style of play would be very much on moving the ball at pace and all that. But pace is grand. But if the opposition don't uh, stop you in your tracks very quickly, the pace won't do you too good. But, like, weren't the, weren't the Middleton players, lads, robbed... Often easily of possession. Yeah, I what didn't see it now, so well, I'm taking it. Maybe Kieran answer that one. Yeah, but I thought it was just streets ahead, like of the Kilmallock were streets ahead from Barry in terms of intensity. Oh, yeah. you know, up for the game, yeah. just getting stuck in. The very it's what you said. It's a carbon copy of the senior of the Limerick senior, and the Limerick, yeah. Cork and the All Ireland final. They yeah. just Limerick just went or the Kilmallock went for every ball with a hundred percent, no shine out of it, and yeah. left everything on the pitch. It's a you know. That's that's what I thought of it anyway. What do you think of Nicky? Are you are you, would you are you were of course? What did you think of of a clock Balakala? I saw most of that game. Now well. I thought their commitment. I thought they their style was in total contrast to the the Kilmacud Crocs. I yeah. thought they the conditions were not good, but they played fully to conditions. They totally played aggressive in the good sense of the word hurling they were up for everything they fought for everything they swarmed over them and they just skipped them now having said that Kilmacud Crocs missed a number of handy enough frees which didn't help their cause so in a game of this time of the year you must convert all your frees because that's the free poke and uh, Ronan Hayes was uh, he was nothing like the player he was in the in the, um, in the county final ok he did drop his head in the county final when he missed the shot and then came back in the end but I mean they will have been disappointed now I was expecting more of Kilmacud Crokes and that's why the Shamrocks will uh, will just need to be careful if they're down they're down obviously Joey Cuddy they just can't take clock ball collar for granted these guys have nothing to lose at all and if they come with the same aggression and the same work rate and uh, they're they're absolutely in Russia shout here yeah, no, they were, they were very good, Clock Balakala, and like even when the goal went in, they could have easily, you know, could have surrendered, but they got stuck back in and got the next score as well, you know, so yeah, very Pitty, strong Pitty mentally. Pitty a good hurler, isn't he? Oh, well, that's yeah. going to be an interesting now, because even though he's been playing at 12, wearing 12, he's playing while he's hurling at full forward. Mm. Now, given that we said that the player of the year for, without question, for many years, is Joey Holden, that's going to be a fair old battle now. Yeah. Because if Joey yeah. Holden can hold Picky Maher, and uh, that's going to neutralise a fair bit of the scoring threat for Clock Balakala. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and when you look at the other end, the likes of Michael McAvoy now, Michael McAvoy, Mick McAvoy is no, is no spring chicken now for, uh, for, for Balakala and that, you know. So there's a bit of pace on the, uh, the, on the, with the likes of Brian Cody running at you, Owen Cody running at you, Adrian Mullen, and Ronan Corkin in the middle of the field, just to mention a couple. You know, they, they have a couple of younger lads, even if Shamrocks have a couple of lads maybe on the, the wrong side of 30 as well. Yeah, no, absolutely, and um, definitely it'd be one to look forward. And I suppose over the re- the referee watch over the weekend, Barry, you'd have to give credit to David Hughes. I thought he did a great job on that game. Oh, I thought he did too, and I thought he let it go. And like when people were screaming from either sides about particular things that happened in the game, and they were marginal, but. Good. When you compare the marginal stuff in Portish to what happened in Dungarvan yes, last night or yesterday evening, I mean, it was ch- chalk and cheese. I mean, there's a lot of stuff went down in Portish that was way over what happened in, in Tonomo or in uh, Dungarvan. And I thought Hughes had a great game. I absolutely thought that they let the game run. And sure, I mean, that's what we want. And like in conditions like that, they surely, I've heard so many GA, GA people saying, 
about the, the, the rule of common sense. There's no rule called common sense. Well, common sense is always a factor, in my opinion, you know. Yeah. And like, jeez, I mean, the boy in Dungarvan, I mean, to think that he didn't use his, his he wasn't using his dog. And Johnny Murphy, Nicky, has a big reputation. Yeah, well, he's a guy that's moved in from kind of level two up yeah. into level one now, and uh, that won't uh, that won't do him any harm. I mean, uh, our own man who was up in level one has been uh, fairly well brought down there, Sean Clear. He's uh, he's seen nothing since that f- f- championship match last year, was it? Or yeah. Yeah, he was on the line there at the weekend. He was on the line, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. match on Sunday between Shamrocks and uh, Clock, Shamrocks Belly Hill and Clock Bellicala, half one in Croke Park, and it's on TG Car. When? Sunday. This and Sunday. of course, we'll be there as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just away from Hurling at the moment, Barry, um, the yearbooks, obviously, you're, you're very, you were very busy with them the last couple of weeks. Where, yeah, they're all out now, and they're, f- they're flying out of the shops. They're in all the usual outlets north, south, east, and west, and city. And uh, yeah, kind of thing. I think I think it is a good publication. The yearbooks are a collector's item in the sense that nobody ever throws them away because no. they're not magazines. They're books, and as such, deserve to be treated as so. And I say an awful lot of people still have them from the first time Nicky was editor back in 1990. I, I don't like he had black hair that time. They look at the colour of him now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it also shows my choice of next editor. Ah, he has stood the test of time. Right. Henrique's is still in the job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. Down, I don't know. We have to give a fierce the majority of the credit, and I know he won't bring me saying this to Cherry O'Neill. Not at all. Not at, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's the thirty-third publication that the Kilkenny County Board have done. And I think it's a, it's a fair, it's a fair achievement though to be, to have done thirty two count all all our yearbooks. You know? And how did you find it, Barry, with COVID and all? Was it would you normally meet up as a collective uh, or was didn't. it through Zoom? No, we we worked an awful lot. We worked an awful lot, and and well, we worked on telephones. But like really, at the end of the day, the the uh, the contact or the. You know, between and between is very much an individual thing. I'd ring Jerry. I could ring Jerry at one o'clock in the morning. He might ring me at half past two. You know, that kind of thing. But yeah. tis Barry does his, I can, I can vouch for this. Barry does his best work at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but he also expects everyone else to do their best work at one, <laughs> and one o'clock and in the morning. And I expect that to be reciprocated. Yeah, but well. yeah it's, a, it's a good yearbook and it's very colourful. And for the first time ever, for the first time ever, uh, in the history of the Kilkenny publication from 1990, uh, we have a, a girl on the poster, uh, Denise, uh, Denise Gaul, and and rightly so. Uh, absolutely. Just yeah. um, today, Kiran, I see where the government gave the GA 20 million. Don't know how much of that will filter down now anywhere near any, anyone. What do you mean you don't know how much? Don't you know well how much? I have no idea. I'm completely well, Nicky, don't out of the, the presidential waffling. Well, at least it's twenty million. It's, uh, it's I know there's the rugby and soccer got some as well. Fair enough, but look, it'll uh, it'll help fill a little bit, a little gap, I'd say. But oh, but clearly they want to get back to the normal service. No, I, I I'm totally out of touch now and. Happy to have, have, have my yeah, only pretending, Nicky. Oh, right. Only pretending, Nicky. Oh, right. There's um, a good few games this weekend to look forward to on the Inkle Kenny in the JJ Cavanagh Sons Under 21 B Hurling Championship. The county final takes place between Liz Downey and Aaron's Own in UPMC Nolan Park at one o'clock. When's then that Saturday or that's Saturday? Sunday, Barry, yeah, in, in Nolan Park. Then the JJ Cavanagh Sons under 21C Hurling Championship semi final between Galmoy Wine Gap and St Lactans. That's out in Galmoy at 12.30. Then the, the other semi-final 
of that grid is between Kilmacow and Glenmore and that's in Kilmacow at 12 o'clock yeah. between Kilmacow and Glenmore and, the big and one then, then yeah down in Moonkine we have Dixborough playing Moonkine at 12 o'clock on Sunday in Moonkine and then in the under 21D Hurling Championship County Final Carrick Shock take on St. Martin's or St. Patrick's okay. and that's out in Danes Fort and obviously then we have what time is that? 12 12 o'clock and then out in Freshford on Sunday as well well, Lachlan Gales take on Clonbelog f- at 11 o'clock. How the name of God 11 o'clock on a Sunday morning? I don't know. Clonbelog? These lads are not too bad I'm here now. There was one or two of them, I think, in the Offaly under 21 panel that won that Ireland. So. Clonbelog? But I'll tell you one thing now about Lachlan's. They might not have the hurling or the football skill that these lads have, but for work rate and effort and all that, they won't go down too easy at all. We better, we better see did we have a winner here on for yeah, our book we have a text in from Paddy the Dub saying the show is too short New Year put another half hour on the show so <laughs> there you go Paddy yeah. bye Paddy um, and so say all of us Paddy yeah. Eddie Malone and Callan says the same thing we should be on for about three hours <laughs> only when you're on Barry <laughs> um, thanks to everyone who entered our our draw for the yearbook tonight and of course thanks to Barry for kindly sponsoring that as well and um we have a right answer in here from Declan Lacey, Greenfields Road, Kilkenny, and congratulations, Declan. And the right answer is Owen Reid. So, the man with all the medals and what a collection of medals! Some, it is. some collection, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, unbelievable. Some collection, and, um, yeah, yeah. and he's still going strong. Yes, yeah, still going strong. He might have another one tied to his name. Right, that's where we leave it for tonight. Thanks to Barry and Nikki for joining me in the studio. Thanks to Eva for joining us on the phone, and most of all, thanks to you for listening at home. Um, Joe Byrne will be joining us after 7 o'clock and we'll talk to you next Monday night until then thanks very much to our sponsors TC Tires of course but until then good night and God bless and we'll talk to you soon TC Tires World of Gaelic Games